Brothers and comrades, Leonidas addressed the Lacedaemonians clustered about him. It appears that the Persian, despite our impressive showmanship, remains unconvinced of the prudence of packing his kit and embarking for home. It looks like we're going to have to fight him after all. Hear then what I expect from each of you. You are the elect of Hella's officers and commanders of the nation of Lacedaemonian, chosen by the Isthmian Congress to strike the first blow in defense of our homeland. Remember that our allies will take their cue from you. If you show fear, they will be afraid. If you project courage, they will match it in kind. Our deportment here must not differ from any other campaign. On the one hand, no extraordinary precautions. On the other, no unwanted recklessness. Above all, the little things. Maintain your men's training schedule without alteration. Omit no sacrifice to the gods. Continue your gymnastics and drills at arms. Take time to dress your hair, as always. If anything, take more time. By now, the Allied officers had arrived at the council fire and were assuming their stations amid the already assembled Spartans. Leonidas continued as if to his own countrymen, but with an ear to the new arrivals as well. Remember that these, our allies, have not trained their whole lives for war as we have. They are farmers and merchants, citizen soldiers of their city's militias. Nonetheless, they are not unmindful of valor, or they would not be here. For the Phokians and Loricans of Opus, this is their country. They fight to defend home and family. As for the men of the other cities, Thebans and Corinthians and Tegetates, Orchomenians and Arcadians, Philistians, Thespians, Mantinians, and the men of Mycenae, these display to my mind even nobler Andrea, for they come uncompelled not to defend their own hearths, but all Greece. He motioned the new arrivals forward. Welcome, brothers. Since I find myself among allies, I am making a long-winded speech. The officer settled in with an anxious chuckle. I'm telling you, the Spartans, Leonidas resumed, what I tell you, what I now tell you. You are the commanders. Your men will look to you and act as you do. Let no officer keep to himself or his brother officers, but circulate day long among his men. Let them see you and see you unafraid. Where there is work to do, turn your hand to it first. The men will follow. Some of you, I see, have erected tents. Strike them at once. We will all sleep as I do, in the open. Keep your men busy. If there is no work, make it up. For when soldiers have time to talk, their talk turns to fear. Action, on the other hand, produces the appetite for more action. Exercise campaign discipline at all times. Let no man heed nature's call without spear and shield at his side. Remember that the Persians' most formidable weapons, his cavalry and his multitudes of archers and slingers, are rendered impotent here by the terrain. That is why we chose this site. The enemy can get no more than a dozen men at a time through the narrows and mass, no more than a thousand before the wall. We are four thousand. We outnumber him four to one. This produced the first genuine laughter. Leonidas sought to instill courage not by his words alone, but by the calm and professional manner with which he spoke to them. War is work, not mystery. The king confined his instructions to the practical, prescribing actions which could be taken physically, rather than seeking to produce a state of mind which he knew would evaporate as soon as the commanders dispersed beyond the fortifying light of the king's fire. Look to your grooming, gentlemen. Keep your hair, hands, and feet clean. Eat if you have to choke it down. Sleep or pretend to. Don't let your men see you toss. If bad news comes, relay it first to those in grade above you, never directly to your men. Instruct your squires to buff each man's epis into its most brilliant sheen. 
I want to see shields flashing like mirrors, for this sight strikes terror into the enemy. Leave time for your men to sharpen their spears, for he who wets his steel wets his courage. As for your men's understandable anxiety concerning the immediate hours, tell them this. I anticipate action, neither tonight nor tomorrow, nor even the day after. The Persians need time to marshal his men, and the more myriads he is burdened with, the longer this will take. He must wait upon the arrival of his fleet. Beach grounds are scarce and slender upon the inhospitable coast. It will take the Persian days to lay out roadsteads and to secure at anchor his thousands of warships and transports. Our own fleet, as you know, holds the strait at Armatisium. Breaking through will require of the enemy a full-scale sea battle. Preparing for this will consume even more of his time. As for assaulting us here in the pass, the foe must reconquer our position, then deliberate how best to attack it. No doubt he will send mercenaries first, seeking to achieve by diplomacy what he hesitates to hazard at the cost of blood. This you need not concern yourselves with, for all treating with the enemy will be done by me. Here Leonidas bent to the earth and lifted a stone thrice the size of a man's fist. Believe me, comrades, when Xerxes addresses me, he might as well, well be talking to this. He spat upon the rock and slung it away into the dark. Another thing. You have all heard the oracle declaring that Sparta will either lose a king in battle or the city herself be extinguished. I have taken the omens, and the god has answered that I am that king, and that this site will be my grave. Be assured, however, that this foreknowledge will no, will no wise render me reckless with other men's lives. I swear to you now, by all the gods and by the souls of my children, that I will do everything in my power to spare you and your men, as many as I possibly can, and still defend the pass effectively. Finally, this, brothers and allies, whenever the fighting is bloodiest, you may expect to discover the Lacedaemonians in the forefront, but convey this, above all, to your men. Let them not yield preeminence in valor to the Spartans, rather strive to outdo them. Remember, in warfare, practice of arms counts for little. Courage tells all, and we Spartans have no monopoly on that. Lead your men with this in mind, and all will be well. Yeah. So spoken by uh, Gates of Fire. Gates of Fire. The Cone Bible. The Cone Bible. Written by Stephen Pressfield. Mm-hmm. That was chapter 22. Yes, that was chapter 22. Uh, Apologize for some of the miss... miss it's right, Greek, Greek is it's hard. It's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. But it's just, that's a, uh, quite a message there. Quite a message. So, I actually just was reading in the newest Surfer's Journal, there's a uh, article entitled You Won't Go. Okay. And it's about how growing up on the North Shore, or maybe in a Hawaii period, uh, around that kind of powerful energy from the ocean, mm-hmm. and that by being in it young, by being around it, like we saw those kids in Makaha, mm-hmm. um, that's where you have 13-year-old kids taking off on... No way. No. It was like 20 feet. No way. No way. <laughs> um, how... They're able to do that such young because they're they're either one goaded because mm-hmm. it's like well you won't go mm-hmm. well yes I will mm-hmm. so you have to show off like so there was uh, Mark Healy he's mm-hmm. a big wave guy mm-hmm. um, he was talking about how um, he sat inside on the the old guys who had all the power mm-hmm. and he just went for everything because he knew that they weren't going to let him catch the wave of the day or anything good. So he just caught whatever was inside. Mm. 
and and knowing whether or not he was going to make it or not didn't matter, but it would show to them mm-hmm. that he would go, mm-hmm. so that way when the time came, mm-hmm. they would let him go, mm-hmm. and you know throw him a, a bone or two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. which is very similar because it's very close to my own style of you go on anything, go, yeah. and especially in warm water, because if you wipe out, it's only warm water. It's warm water. <laughs> and I can hold my breath. Yeah. For whatever, so it's like it's not even a. Mm-mm. So I thought, uh. mm-hmm. but the you know what I really liked about this was telling the officers to do the work and to lead. Yes. And so many officers a day, or NCOs, or anybody in charge. Yeah. I can't pick up a broom, can't help sweep, can't help. Just like, well, I'm in charge. Right. Rank, seniority and, rules, all that. And rank is nice. I mean, if, if you yeah. have other things to take care of, then you shouldn't be sweeping. Right. But if you have nothing to do, it's a good way to get to know your people. If they're, if they're doing some lawn mowing, sweeping task, mm-hmm. you're not above doing it with them. Nope. It builds so much trust and people when leadership scrubs the toilets with them does the same job as them and then I also think of you know so many people are Mm anti-fraternization but if you and I work in an office Mm -hmm. okay maybe they're you know whatever but if you and I are going to war together and may die together and have all Mm -hmm. kinds of horrible things happen to us I think that you have to build that bond with those people. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, what are you doing? Right. You're, you're creating separation. And you're, well, you're also not learning your people. No. How are you going to know your people? How are you going to know? Yeah. And spend time with them. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't fraternize with you because you're an enlisted guy. Mm. Mm, I feel like that probably gets taken advantage of. I'm, I'm not saying you should be having threesomes with your officers or anything. Right. But you can be friends and have a drink with them and go, yeah, Mm -hmm. professional relationships Mm -hmm. and still be friendly and still do what they want you to do or what they need you to do because you turn the switch on. Yep. Yes, sir. And then you turn the switch off. Hey, John, how's it going? Yeah. Which now teaches the next, quote, generation, we're going to call it, how to be good leaders. Oh, wow. I remember that boss that I had that one time like he wasn't afraid to talk to us or do this or that but I still had a level of respect for him or her there was a book I don't remember it um, but they were talking about this uh, officer Mm -hmm. and they called him a gunslinger Mm -hmm. because he led from the front Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's about in Vietnam and how different it was that this was his leadership style Mm -hmm. And, um, they, one time they, they called and there were nine of them on patrol and he was letting them know that about 120 of the enemy were headed their way (laughs) and if they needed help, just give them a call, Mm -hmm. but that they were expected, you know, and, uh, they were like, all right. And, and they did well, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was very interesting, just Mm -hmm. different, empowering, different. Okay. Yeah. But you know they're coming. Mm-hmm. So you've been trained, you're good to go, you're strong enough, mm-hmm. smart enough. Yeah. You know, you're an American military member. Yeah. What can't you do? Right. 
you know, especially, you know, uh, I did a little work with um, Jason this week with the uh, recon guys. Oh. And I've known a lot of recon guys. Yeah. And that is a fucking hard life. Like, those dudes, uh, we were with them in Afghanistan, and they had a trail of tears, that's what they called it, because it was like 26 miles with all their gear in the dark, in bad man's land, uh, and things weren't going well, and uh, they had no water, and it was, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, thank God I'm in the Air Force. <laughs> appreciation for branch appreciation. Always. Oh, and airborne man. was yeah. Air Force appreciation. Anytime you did something with some other, you're like, oh, thank God I'm done. That's good. But it produces some hard motherfuckers. Sure. That What can't they do? Right. You right. know? Right. Um, the I think the Crucible alone in the Marine Corps is, is strong enough to produce some pretty... Mm-hmm strong people, you know, and then you got ranger school, mm. that's some hard shit, yeah. you know, I mean, they're just hard as nails yeah. dudes, yeah. Yeah. and I, I don't think people give themselves enough credit, you for, know, or, for having accomplished that, yeah, okay. I mean, and now maybe they do, yeah. you know, um, but, or, or maybe not even them, the, mm-hmm. the people that look at them mm-hmm. and don't even realize right. what we have, because I'm, um, it's funny you said it because I encountered a young man this weekend mm-hmm. who did not have any humility, mm-hmm. but he also, it would be very hard to be humble if you're this good, uh, right? This good looking, this smart, this uh, talented. Um, so I understand like how it can be hard to have humility. Luckily, my ass was beat every day doing everything, so uh, I was beat into submission, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it's just service. Yeah. You know, uh, you bow to all, but you submit to none, you know, just because I'm showing you proper respect doesn't mean I, that you've bent my will or broken my will. Mm-hmm. And and yet, so many people are so easy to break, but I, th- I think that's where uh, a lot of his problems stem from is his elitism belief of himself, which is very sad. Because if if you can walk on water and not tell people about it, you you're even have better. Everything. You've never let him see you coming. Yeah. You have all the tools, you have all be able to do so many things just kind of magically and mysteriously. You've never let him see you coming. Mm-hmm. Let them mm-hmm. question and go, hmm. Man of mystery, yeah. woman of mystery. Yeah. yeah. So it creates a different type of teacher, leader, professor, whatever. And in in this portion, mm-hmm. you know, the United States talking about sleeping in the open. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were trying to figure out where to start building the wall, mm-hmm. he just went and started moving rocks and building the wall himself. And mm-hmm. it took a couple minutes of everybody staring at him. And then somebody gonna let him build it by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's there's a joke in the book where it says uh, what is the difference between the king and I Mm -hmm. Uh, the king sleeps over in that shithole I sleep in this shithole you know and I was and he he was no different you know and and I and I think so many people I mean dude you're the king of Sparta yeah and you have now granted it's a book so who knows but there are a lot of leaders who have um, humility 
in service and and that's why they're there you know they're not there so that way you can be look at me it's like I'm here to you know do a good deed yeah yeah the true servant's heart yeah 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 absolutely and being a servant to your people in addition to your greater mission it all counts yes yeah and if you leave off that your people part and just stick to the outside or the purpose of the mission what have you done to your team what kind of you know community have you really brought forth so I was listening to Dan Rather he's got a podcast on Sirius and he was talking about the difference between nationalism and patriotism and I was always taught uh, there's a Oscar Wilde quote that says that patriotism is a tool of the weak and it's like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for Um, coercive it makes you have to be patriotic Uh, you know and so he was saying that patriotism was like support but with something and he said that nationalism was, was that form of patriotism um, and, and with what you just said about how like you, the, the, the Phokians are defending their land but the Tegeans are defending all of Greece you know and so if we're like all of North America or all of peaceful peace loving happy people who you know aren't looking for global domination yeah. um, you know you can have pride like I have Irish, Mexican, Native American pride, mm-hmm. but I'm an American, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, if we go to war with Hawaii, then I'm going with Hawaii. But uh, correct. <laughs> other than that, that <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm here. You don't fight islands. Yeah, you don't fight Ireland or Ireland. Ireland. Or Ireland. I gotta go on their side too. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, and then, well, I was thinking about this the other day. Who did I tell this to? I said um, that everybody in this country is a squatter except for the Native Americans. Yes. Everybody came here uh, uninvited and just, you know, said, here I am. I'm home. So I think of, like, um, the the, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, Mm -hmm. the 40 acres and a mule... Be like, okay, here, and I've said this to you before, here's your 40 acres and a mule, Uh, you're in Wyoming, you're in Montana, Mm -hmm. you're in Idaho, Mm -hmm. you're in the western portion of Washington, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but we just go to places where there aren't a lot of uh, people living, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then inhabit that land. Absolutely. Bring some... And then that brings cultural diversity and... Economies can grow and new things and new ideas and new friends and the ability hey I know how to make a well or I know how to do this Mm -hmm. because you know I lived and then Mm -hmm. you never know created communities diverse communities that that bring a lot of talents and expertise and trades and all the things well and diversity is a good thing because you might come to look at the event and see it from a different angle yeah and then you're like hey dude did you think about this I'm like well I didn't even think about that and so many people elitist or you know whatever mm-hmm. I, I can't what can I learn from you oh yeah it's a pervasive 
It's a problem with the, yeah. It's a problematic thinking pattern. And I say to everybody, you can learn something from everybody. Everyone. Even if it's what not to do. Yes. Or I would never want to be that. You still learn something. Yes. And and you may have seen, you may end up seeing some of that yourself and be like, ooh, I may need to have a look at that. Maybe there's something there for me where you can learn something from everybody all the time. Oh. Yep. That is very true. Not to be afraid to not know everything or think you have all the answers. Seek more knowledge from everyone. Why well, I, I, I think I was talking about this. Uh, actually, I was. It's on one of the other ones that mm-hmm. will be downloaded before this, but or maybe after. Who knows? The friend this weekend. Yeah. And I was talking about that exact same thing mm. about like you don't know nothing. Mm. You know, you and it doesn't mean you don't know anything because you know, mm-hmm. but compare yourself to Einstein, Aristotle, mm-hmm. General So and So. I don't know anything, you know? And even then, they don't know everything. Right, right, right. You know? It's a perception. Well, winning mm-hmm. or losing is a perception. Total. Because, totally. okay, you won, but what did you really win? Yes. Which kind of makes, reminds me of uh, what we got going on with Iran right now. Mm-hmm. But what's maybe cool or not cool is, so the Iranians sent their missiles over, mm-hmm. but they didn't hit anything. Or nothing, they didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I think back to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. So everybody goes, oh my God, you know, the Cubans, Russians were putting missiles right in our backyard, you know, 90 miles away. Yeah. Well, we had missiles in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And Turkey is even closer to Russia. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there, there's a really interesting book about how the Cold War was really just, the Russians were scared of us and we were scared of them. And had we communicated, we might have been able to get over all this shit. Right. But because we were all afraid and couldn't talk to anybody, um, uh, yeah. Communication. Communication. Where do we see every, that's comes down, it comes down to the problem with so many different things, war, relationships, business, you name it. It comes down to communication. We just would have talked about something and stopped freaking out. They're just words then maybe things would have come out different. But that hesitancy to start the conversation, and then you just never have it for fear of what? Fill in the blank. Was just like walking down the street and you mad dog somebody and just smiling. Right. Right. Why not just smile? Why not just smile? Greet someone. Yes. You know, he, like the, the king, he welcomed the other officers... I don't know you. Yeah. We're going to die together. But, but you know, yeah. so let's make friends. Yeah. Come, and, come close. And is that not everybody on this planet? We're all going to die together. Might as well just be friends. Man, what a concept. I, I like a lot of the, the, the laws of Lycurgus, mm-hmm. which are what the Lacdemonians, which are the Spartans, mm-hmm. what they lived by. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were pretty harsh, mm-hmm. but... It was all for the good of your country and your mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that mattered. Right, right. Uh, they didn't build statues, mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. They put like a rock with the dude's name and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. where he died kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a real good quote in there. It talks about how um, other cities built statues mm-hmm. to men and... Uh, 
they say that it's in Spartan they build men into statues. You know, like they don't need it. Different mindset. Different mindset. Different mindset. So, twenty-four minutes. Wow. On three pages. So this will be our last Gates of Fire. Hopefully, you'll read Gates of Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in a while we'll do another one. I'm trying not to give away the entire book yeah. is what I'm trying not to do. Yeah. Because it's so easy just to run with this book and uh, mm-hmm. just be free. Because, yeah. like I said, every single page has got some... Good stuff in every page. You know? ...piece of wisdom or knowledge yeah. and, yeah. you know... Takeaways at every corner. Yeah. Yeah. And They're applicable in daily life now. And if, if you don't watch it or read... <laughs> Excuse me, thank you. If you don't read it and, you know, like, feel like you know the men that mm-hmm. they talk about, I, I don't know who you are because it's um, yeah very mm-hmm. easy to just mm-hmm. slide into. Um, you're there. Yeah. 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 Just like you're there. So. Very nice. Okay. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Um... Let's like let's okay, this is a podcast. So you could check out our website, www.dirtycunts.com. Uh, we've got uh, YouTube. Our YouTube. Um, SoundCloud's still SoundCloud. there. SoundCloud. Mike Maroney 2. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And um, we got some good stuff coming up this year, so check us out on our calendar and events that are coming up. And always reach out if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Oh yeah? 